Living Word is brought to you by International Central Gospel Church, raising leaders, shaping vision, and influencing society through Christ. Welcome once again to The Living Word, my friends. I'm Pastor Mensah Otabel. Today I'm continuing my message on stepping ahead from behind. And we're going to look at how God is able to bring us from behind in life. You know, sometimes when you think that all is lost, we close and shut the door to the possibility that God can intervene. Now, I just want to encourage you, it's not over and you're not through and you're not behind and it's not too late for you. If God opens the door for you, it means you can enter. When he opens the door, don't wait. Just go in there and step right in. Because when he opens the door, he also gives you the strength to possess the opportunity. So let's get into the session as I continue and conclude my message. And now, today's message. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 to 10 says, The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. There are people who are proud in spirit and there are people who are patient in spirit. The patient in spirit are not disturbed even if people have gone ahead of them. The proud in spirit always want to shine early, outshine everybody, take the leadership, take the high road, and, and always be ahead. But there are those who come patiently. May God give you a patient spirit. A patient spirit. Not a proud spirit. Not a spirit that is grabbing and stealing the limelight, but a patient spirit which is able to come from behind, keeps persisting, keeps hammering, and steps ahead from behind. Starting early does not imply finishing first. Starting early does not imply finishing first. And never confuse starting early with finishing first. Never confuse that. There will always be people who start early. They start early. They're early in school, some people are very good. Some people are able to start early and end well. And I'm not saying if you start early, you always be last, no. Some are good right from the beginning. I know people who from primary class one have been first, 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 right through to university first class and are doing well in life. I've also known people who are last, 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 last and are now first, 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 first. So starting early does not imply that you will finish first. And if you think that way, you'll be disappointed in life. If you think just because you shined early, you'll always be ahead of people, you'll be disappointed. 
I remember when I entered the ministry, somebody who was ahead of me told me, he said, you can't do what you are doing. And I said, why? He said, you can't do it. He says, because I have to start before you follow. In, other, in actual fact, he used an Akan proverb. That means I have to take my step first and then you will put your footstep in the step I've taken. I have to go ahead before you step out. Because he felt that the scarlet thread was on his hand and he must be ahead. But who said because you have a scarlet thread, because you have a certificate, because everybody proclaims you, because you are in the newspapers, because you are on radio, you are better than somebody who is not recognized today. The recognition of man is not necessarily the recognition of God. Man may proclaim you head, but it's not, that is not the most important. The most important is the person that God approves of. Starting early does not imply finishing first. Secondly, starting late does not imply finishing last. Just because you start late does not mean that you will be last. All of us can count areas where we started late. Some of us were late starters in school. Carried the class for most of the time. Somebody must carry it. It's a heavy job. <laughs> if you're able to carry the class, it shows how strong you are. Somebody carry, somebody's child is carrying the class right now. <laughs> life, is, life is interesting. But just because your child is carrying the class doesn't mean they will carry life. It doesn't mean they'll be last in life. It doesn't mean they'll always be behind. Some of them discover their strengths in their teen years. Some discover in their 20s. Some discover their mission in their 40s. Some discover their mission late in life. You can't judge a person's performance simply because he started late. No. And I'm not making a case for people who are lazy, who always start late because of laziness. I'm saying that sometimes people's shine or people's greatest abilities manifest later in life. There's so much evidence for that in life. And I'm sure your own life you can look at areas where you started from behind and God gave you favor. I wasn't extremely brilliant in school i've said it many times if brilliance is what makes god use people i wouldn't have been used i wouldn't have been used i remember many times when i was on the borderline just on top of the red ink <laughs> when they they rule the red ink my name was <laughs> right there if the, 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 the headmaster had changed his plan and taken the ink one more step, I'll be caught in the gap. But thank God for favor. Small mercies. Just made it on top of the red line. So sometimes it's like that. Sometimes you struggle. 
There are subjects people struggle with. Sometimes people go through cycles of failure for a long time. And then all of a sudden, they break forth and people ask, how did you break through? You are supposed to be last. That is the pattern. That is the system. But a Paris interrupts the pattern. He changes the order, redesigns the order, and begins to move in a new direction. May God give you a Perez anointing. May God give you a Perez anointing. Turn with me into 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 26 to 29. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 26 to 29 says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen. Everybody say chosen. That simply means God selects. God selects. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. God's team it's a team B team. <laughs> no political implications. God's team is a team B team. If there is anything like a team C or team D, it's God's team. When God goes out to select his team, he doesn't select the mighty, the wise, and the great. Now remember, the president is not God. I'm talking about God's team. <laughs> Those of you who have read political meaning. God's team is a team B team. The Bible says God has chosen. That is a deliberate act. God goes out of his way selecting the unlikely. The improbable. He is selecting those who are behind. And there are four people on God's team. Look at the four people. The four members of God's team. The first is the foolish. <laughs> God has chosen the foolish. That word foolish in its original sense simply means the uneducated. The uneducated. People without education, without much training. They were called the foolish in those days. God has chosen the illiterate, the unschooled. And I'm not saying by this that don't go to school. I'm saying that God does not choose us based on our education. God's grace overrules our weaknesses. He has chosen the foolish people without education. The second people on God's team, the foolish are the goalkeepers. The defenders are the weak. People without power. They have no connection. They have no strength. Their voice is not respected. Powerless people, the weak, the marginalized, the vulnerable in society. God has chosen them. Not the powerful, 
Not the high and mighty, but the people without power. The midfield, the base. God has chosen the base, people without social class. People without social class. They don't know how to use cutlery. <laughs> they, they dress up and, and, and their whole dress code looks like an earthquake. <laughs> the color combination is hazardous to the human eye. You look at them and you say, What? But God chooses them. Haven't you seen God use people and you say, ah, hmm, money is in the wrong hands. <laughs> you look at the person's dress, clothing, and you say, how? But God is using him. God chooses the base. People without social class, they eat and the food is dribbling on their mouths, but they are still being used by God. They eat and make noise. He said, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. That, shut, and eat, eat like a civilized person. And you think if people eat that way, God will never use them. But the Bible says God has chosen them. The base, the base, people without social class. And the fourth group, their attack. The despised people without honor. People that nobody respects. God has chosen them. And whom are they going to fight? They are fighting the mighty. They are fighting the knowledgeable, the wise. They are fighting the, 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 the people with great honor, with the nobility. These are their competition. The noble, the wise... The educated, the great, the mighty. Who does God choose? The foolish, despised, weak, base. Now if you saw these two teams playing, you would always predict that the other team would win. The team A would win. The wise, the mighty, the smart, the polished. But God has chosen. The important thing is not who you are, but whom you belong to. It's not who you are, but whose you are. On God's team, the foolish are made wise, the wise, the weak are strong, and losers become winners. When you're on God's team, because of who he is, because of what he can do, he can take the unlikely, the least likely, and use them. God has chosen the foolish things, the weak, the base, the things which are despised. Paul describes these four as the things which be not. They are nothings. They are zeros. They're not. God has chosen the zeros to make them heroes. 
That is what we learn from Perez. That the one who shines first, stretches out his hand first, gets recognized first, is declared first to be the leader, is declared first to be the wise, is declared first to be the winner, is not necessarily the one that God uses. I don't know where you are in life. Maybe in some areas you're doing well, but in other areas you feel you are way behind. If, for example, you are a couple, you've been married for 10 years, you don't have a child, somebody just gets married three months ago, the wife is pregnant. Or a year ago, they've delivered. You've been married 12 years, no child. Then you deliver your child after maybe 15 years of marriage. You are almost an old man. Your children are small. And other people's children are older. What we always feel is that because they had children earlier, their children will be greater than ours. But who said that having children earlier necessarily means your children will be better than those who had their children later no it's not of him who starts first the race is not to the swift it's not the one who received the first prize some of us sat in speech and prize giving days and clapped for people all our lives <laughs> all you do is bring your ten fingers to the speech and prize giving day and clap for people. You don't get anything, not even for dressing well, not for best behavior, not for dressing your bed, not for nothing. Not even for the most respectful boy. Nothing. I mean, some of those prizes are just for, for people who don't do well but are nice guys. The most respectful boys. <laughs> it's not bad. You've gotten something. But some of us never got anything. All you do is clap, 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 you clap. Clap, 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 this year, next year. Clap, 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 next year. Clap, 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 next year. Clap, 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 clap. Professional clapper. That's all you do in life. Clap for people. Encourage people. See people go forward. But who tells you that just because they have shined first, they will always be ahead of you? Who tells you you cannot step into your destiny? Because when it comes to the one who must carry the messianic line, it's not Zara, it is Perez. And from Perez, we have David and right through to Jesus Christ. Perez, who was behind. Perez, who was not recognized. Perez, who was not marked. Perez, who was not accounted for. Perez is the one who carries the line of the Messiah. May God make you like Paris. I said, may God make you like Paris. If you are collecting the prize today, go ahead, be happy. Don't feel bad and say, well, because of this now, I'll, I, will, I will make sure I don't collect any prize. I'll answer questions wrongly so I'll be last. So God can make... No, stay ahead. Stay where you are. What I'm saying simply is this, that first today does not guarantee first tomorrow and last today does not guarantee last tomorrow but if God can help you to keep your hand out and bring your head out for life go ahead and do it 
But for those of you whose head never come out, whose hands are not out, who only go to speech and prize giving day to clap for other people, I'm just here to announce to you that God is about to use you. He chooses the base things, the things which be not. And your clap will be loudest. So let's look at the Perez spirit. There are four things that mark out the Perez anointing of those who step ahead from behind. Four things. First, the Perez spirit or the Perez anointing or the breakthrough anointing starts from behind and overtakes. It starts from behind and overtakes. Being behind is not a liability. As a matter of fact, in God's economy, is an asset. Starting from behind, in any area, whether in childbirth, in marriage, maybe you are grown, you are not married, and people are asking, hey, but your younger sister is married, and they've all married, you are always behind. Who told you that marrying early makes you better? Who told you? Elizabeth and Zachariah had one child very late when they were old men. But that was the child who introduced Jesus. Sarah had only one child in her old age. But that was the one who brought the blessing. It's not quantity. It's not speed. It's just the favor of God. It's the blessing of God. If you marry early, God bless you. If you're marrying late, God bless you. But don't ever say because you are starting late and somebody started earlier, you are behind permanently. That is not the Perez anointing. You can start from behind and still overtake. Secondly, the spirit of Perez steadily presses on till a door is open. Perez never gives up. He says, Zerah has shown his hand, but I'm coming with my head. And very soon I know he'll get tired and I will step into my own. He steadily presses on, never gives up. That's the spirit of Perez. Number four. This three, number three, sorry. Number three. The spirit of Perez steps into place when God opens the door. What I like about Perez is how the nurse describes. He says, immediately his brother withdrew his hand. Unexpectedly, he was there. Unexpectedly. He saw an opportunity. He saw a door had opened and he stepped into it. He was not hesitant. He was not afraid to take a risk. He was not afraid to step in. He was not afraid to claim the opportunity that God has opened for him. And number four, the spirit of Perez secures a place in God's program. For me, the most important thing about the story is how it relates to God's agenda. He didn't just come out first just to be called firstborn. But he came out first, encouraged the mantle 
to bring the Messiah to the world. He stepped out to fulfill a divine assignment. A divine assignment that somebody nearly took from him by showing up first. Maybe you are struggling with your life because people are ahead of you. Maybe people are paying bribes and stepping ahead and getting recognized. People are cheating and getting ahead and you wonder, doesn't God see? Doesn't God see? Won't God vindicate me? Well, I'm just here to encourage you. People may show their hand. They may have red bands. They may be declared a winner. But wait. They will get tired. Because what is not for them, they cannot keep. They don't have the stamina. They don't have the ability. They don't have the endurance to stay there. One of these days, their hands will be withdrawn. Either they will mess up and their hands will be withdrawn. Or something will happen and they will go back to where they are supposed to be. And you will step into your rightful position. Nobody can take your blessing from you. Nobody can steal your light from you. Nobody can take your glory from you. Nobody can remove you from the place God has ordained you to be. And where you stand, you don't just stand for yourself. You stand that through you, the glory of God will be made real in all the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, my friends, God is able to take you from the back and bring you forward. So allow God to step into your life. Allow him to intervene in your life. And I will allow him to cause you to step ahead from behind. Well, I'll be with you again next week. I'm Pastor Mensah Otabel. Shalom, peace, and life to you. Thank you for making time to listen to Living Word. To correspond with Dr. Mensa Otterbill, please write to PO Box 7933 Accra, Ghana. Call 021-688-000. Fax 021-688-007. Email otterbill at and visit our website at www.centralgospel.com.